listening to the weekly sermon from Antioch East Baptist Church, located in Magnolia, Arkansas. For more information about our faith and local congregation, visit AntiochEast.com. Turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 5 as we continue. We're talking about the contrast of the ages the contrast of the ages. And let me, tell you, let me show you why. Look at our scriptures. And again, if you stand in reverence to the reading of God's word, and let's begin in verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, thus death spread to all men. Now skip down to verse 15. We covered the, those verses last week. So let's, for time's sake, verse 15. But the, but the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Now notice the language when he's talking about the second Adam, Jesus Christ. Notice the language. Look at that verse again. It says, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned for the judgment which, judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. And if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more, much more, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act... The free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense may abound, so that you'll know that you're a sinner. That's why the law came. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now last week I just introduced the sermon and we talked about the two hard, uh, kind of hard to explain dealings. But then we talked about the main message of the text and it is this, God is holy, we are not why? Why aren't we holy? And who can do something about it? Now that's basically what the questions and the things that this, these verses explain. These verses explain why we are sinners, what the consequence of that is, but they also tell us of how we can be rescued from our plight. And it is no less a miracle than raising the dead. We were dead in sin. And God has raised us from the dead. Now, what are we going to do? We're going to look at a few things. And what, we're, what I'm going to do, I put it in outline form. Basically, there's two main points. And here's the first one. We're first, we're going to look at the original sinner. The original sinner. 
okay? The Bible says in chapter, in chapter 5, verse 12, just as through one man. Verse 15, for if by the one man. Verse 16, the one who sinned. Verse 17, by the one man. Through the one, verse 17 again says, verse 18, through one man, by one man's sin. So we, we get it. One of the main characters in this story is this one man, and it is Adam, our father, the father of all living uh, humans, Adam. He is the original sinner. Now, let me tell you something. I don't mean by that he was the first to sin. He wasn't. There were two who sinned before him, Satan himself, and I suppose the whole host of angels that fell with him, and also Eve, his wife. So why does Adam get the bad rap here if it was Eve that ate the tree and then lured her husband to eat? Because Adam should have been the man of his house. He was the head of the house. He was, just the reason we're sinners, he is our federal head, and I'll explain that later. He was the head of his family. Now, he didn't have to eat. He could have told her no. He could have said, no, we don't do that. God has said not to. Now, what would have happened if Adam would have done that? What would have happened to Eve? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'd like to think that God would have showed grace and in some way saved her, being the only sinner there was. But that's not what happened. Adam sinned. Adam sinned. And so here is the original sinner. He is the one that caused sin to come into the human race. And that brings us to the first subpoint: the original, not the, but original sin. Original sin. Now, everybody in this place has probably heard that phrase. Uh, you've probably heard it on TV. You probably, I don't know where you've heard Maybe you've heard it in church. But most people don't understand what original sin is and what it means. And it's a little complicated. Complicated, but, but let me give you the, the short answer. Original sin is a theological term referring to the teaching that the sin nature of Adam has been passed down to us in our fallen flesh and dead spirit that Adam is our federal head, our representative in our sin nature. Now, let me tell you, let me give you an example. All kinds of laws are enacted on our country. Laws that you have to live by, whether you like them or not. But I want to tell you the reason we have these laws is because we voted on somebody to go and be our federal head up in Washington. And whether you like it or not, they represent us. They make decisions for us. And much in that way, Adam is our federal head. And through Adam, we have sinned. We have sinned. How would you like to campaign for that office, huh? But he got it nonetheless, but it was because of his own choice. He lived in paradise. He lived in a sinless place. He, he had everything he wanted. He, there was no sin, and yet he still fell. And he disobeyed God, thus plunging the world into sin. We are biologically, num number one, he's our head because we are biologically descended from Adam. Some say, how can I be blamed for something, something Adam did? 
It's hard to understand, as most commentaries told me, uh, but it's simple in my mind. It's simple in my mind. We were not created as Adam was. We were procreated from our parents and their parents and their parents and their parents until you get all the way back to Adam and Eve, the father of all living. And the Bible says very plainly, now listen to me. We're studying the Bible today. Listen. Everything produces after its kind, as Genesis says. And Adam was a sinner with a sin nature, without life in himself spiritually. And he began to die physically. And that's all he could procreate. And that's one reason we're sinners. Here's an interesting uh, overlooked verse. I hear people all the time, you were made in God, God's image. I've probably said that myself, but I never thought about this. You listen to this. This is Genesis 5, 3. It says, and Adam lived 130 years and begat a son and in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. You are not in the image of God. You are fallen. You are sinful. That's all you are. No good thing, the Bible says, comes from the flesh. And we are after and made in the likeness of our father, Adam. And we are sinners. There's no divine spark in you. We are all dead, unable to do good or to love God. Now that's just the truth of it. And by the way, I emphasize that a lot. You probably could tell that. I'm going to emphasize it more before we're finished today. And I'll emphasize it later because I think that is one of the most important doctrines for us to understand what happens and where the gospel goes wrong is when people began to think that there's some good in people. If we could just love them enough, if we could just convince them enough. There's one famous author that said, if I could find the key to a person's heart, I could win them to Jesus. Jesus couldn't even win them to Jesus. What makes you think you can? I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. We are federally represented. Not only are we uh, uh, biologically descended, but we're federally represented. Adam was, in verse 14, a type of him who was to come. In the sense that he was a representative head, Adam represents us in our sin and death. Jesus is our head. In him we have salvation and life. 1 Corinthians 15, 22 says, For as in Adam all die. For as in Adam all die. Even so in Christ all shall be made alive. <laughs> well, that's the original sin. But then I want you to see the original sin. Not, not the doctrine of original sin, but the original sin. What is it? Verse 19 says it, disobedience. Adam had one law. He had one command. Do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was one law that he had. Now you and I, we are under all of these laws that are written in this big old book right here. You say the Ten Commandments? Well, that's just ten. Then there's all the subpoints underneath it. 
The law of God is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And Jesus, if I'm not mistaken, one time said something about the law and used the Psalms, quoted the Psalms. These are all his words, amen? These are all his words. He disobeyed. Verse 12 says, through one, man's sin, through one man, sin entered the world through his disobedience. The offense, verse 15, what's the offense? Disobedience. He already said it in verse, uh, we'll say it in verse 19. 15, offense. 16, one offense. 17, offense. 18, offense. And then I already said it. The offense was he disobeyed God. He disobeyed God. But then I want you to see ongoing sin. Ongoing sin. Verse 12 says, and death spread. Now listen, we've already covered this. But we're going to cover it again. To all men. Through Adam, all men die. You're born dead. David said, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Now you had a sin nature. You were a, 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 a progeny of Adam in your birth, although you were not yet guilty of sin, the Bible tells us in Romans 9 and other places. And it's not until you got old enough to understand and truly rebel and disobey your parents and lie and steal and all those other things that you were guilty of sin. But even before that, even before that, you had a sin nature which corrupted you, which brought you into death. If you don't believe that babies have a sin nature, go over there into that cemetery. That was the point earlier when he said, you know, from Adam to Moses, uh, you know, although there was no law to, 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 to judge them by, yet men still died. Why? Why did they still die? Because they were dead in sin. This is the state we're in, people. I don't think, I think a song like Grace that we sang earlier can only be understood and only can be felt uh, to the fullest when you understand what you were and how without hope you really were. And it's through his original sin of disobedience that death spread to all men, all sin, verse 12. Verse 19, many were made sinners. Verse 21, sin reigned. A person does not become a sinner by committing sins, but rather commits sins because he is by nature a sinner. Man is not basically good. Man is basically bad. Now, I know I've told most of y'all this. I've been around here for 11 years, but if you're new, let me just explain to you. You will never find lying 101 at your school. You'll never have to go to a class to learn how to take things that are not yours. You will never have to learn how to hate. Those things come naturally. No, you have to teach kids to share. You have to teach kids to tell the truth. Mark 7, 20 and following said, and he said, what comes out of a man, that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murder, theft, covetous, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All 
these evil things come from within and defile a man. He just said, I didn't go up far enough. He just said, it's not what goes in a man that defiles him, but what comes out of him. And when I was a kid and read that, I didn't understand that quite really. But what he was saying, it's not what you eat, it's not what you drink that defiles you, it's what's already inside you. Sin, disobedience, ungodliness, unrighteousness, unholiness, that's what defiles you. And it was in you when you were born. It was in you when you were conceived. When David said, I was shaped in iniquity and sin did my mother conceive me, he was not saying that he had committed any sin, but that the nature of sin was there all along. A bird has a nature to fly, but does not do it in the egg. Yet when it is hatched and gets its feathers, it takes to the sky, as do we when we are born and get our understanding. The sky is the limit for our soaring wickedness. And then he talks about the outcome of sin. The outcome of sin. So many people, I, I hear this all the time. Yeah, Brother On, I, me and the man upstairs got our own thing going. That's just not true. That's just not true. He's not going to change his mind at all about what he said in his word. And he said the soul that sins will die, die eternally, die separated from him forever in hell. And the outcome of sin is always the same. You will not escape it. No one will escape it. Number one, death comes from sin. Death comes from sin. Verse 12, death through sin. Thus death spread to all men, verse 12. Verse 15, many died in death. Verse 21 says... He wants you to know that death came from that. That's the result. Because Adam, one man sinned, sinned into the world, and death by sin, for death, for sin had passed to all men, therefore death passes to all men. While preparing for this message this week, I checked my Facebook one day, and the first three posts were about family members who had died. One of them was a very good friend of mine, good preacher friend of mine over in Texas. The very first three posts were about close family members who had passed away. And Adam, when he sinned, he died. The statistics on death are very alarming. One out of every one person's die. You're going to die. Unless the Lord comes and you're saved, you will die. And Adam began to die gradually, physically. But my friend, mainly these verses are not talking about just his physical death. It's talking about the curse of sin that bring forth eternal death. God said, if you eat of the fruit, you will die. Satan said, surely you will not die. And Adam died. Just like God said. And you will die separated from God forever. Spiritual death, if you die sin if you die in your sin but the death spoken of here as again I said spiritual death separation from God forever this is the doctrine of the total depravity of man that man has no good in himself 
and cannot save himself. Romans 7, 18, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, Paul said, nothing good dwells. And my friend, without Jesus, that's all you are. Are you understanding the ramifications of that? For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. That's Paul saying he went in his flesh. Now Paul was, all, but, well, Paul was in the spirit, and he'll go on to explain, but in the spirit and with my mind I serve Christ. But before Christ, there was no serving God. There was no love for God or goodness or the things of God. This is a, uh, Romans 8, 8. So then those who are in the flesh, now listen, those who are in the flesh, listen, cannot please God. This is a particularly damning verse in 1 Corinthians 2, 14. But the natural man, that's all you are before Jesus, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Wow. I say, Brother On, what is any hope? i tell you what it was. March 3rd, 1976, Brother Chase, in Fort Smith, Arkansas, in a little... Actually, it's a larger Baptist church back about where uh, Miss Stephanie's sitting. The Holy Spirit of God called my name. And he called me like Jesus called Lazarus. And he said, come forth. And in life I came forth. All on the name of the Lord. And he saved me. It didn't come from many goodness I had. It didn't come up from my own. Listen, nobody. I, boy, I have an album. I love to hear it. I, I've told you all this before. But he talk, gives his testimony. Thank God one day I was smart enough called Jesus the Lord of my life. So you got to be smart enough, eh? You got to be intelligent enough, eh? No, my friend. You're dead in sin, and it is God who comes and raises you. And after that, though, if you die in your sin, you will experience judgment. i got to go quicker, and I'm going. Here we go. Verse 16, the judgment. Judgment came to all men. We are all hearing the cry for justice lately. Well, unfortunately for them, God is just. Unfortunately for the people who are crying for justice, God is just. And again, unfortunately, His standard of righteousness and justice is different than theirs. And he can do, and he can do nothing, or, and, but he can do something about it. Everybody's going to pay for their sin. Everybody will pay for every little white lie you've ever told, every big black murder you've ever done. Every sin that you've ever committed will be paid for. You'll either pay, either pay for it yourself or you will throw yourself upon the mercies of God Almighty and let Him save you and let Jesus take you. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I can't help it. And let Jesus pay them for you. And then after judgment comes condemnation. Verse 16, this resulted in condemnation. Adam sinned and uh, Adam died and Adam's sin was passed to all men. Therefore, all men die. Therefore, all men are judged. Therefore, all men are declared guilty and sentenced to eternal wrath in hell. 
The word condemnation is the declaration or the verdict of guilt. Strong's lexicon simply states it as this, a damnatory sentence. Both judgment and condemnation are present realities because God needs no witness or trial to find us guilty. John 3:18, he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. My friend, you've already lost your court case with God. And the only way of escape is to fall your to throw yourself in the mercies. Of, divine, of the divine court. And if you will, you'll, def, you'll find that this judge is gracious and merciful. That is the original sinner. And that's pretty bad stuff, isn't it? That wasn't no fun at all. I, I can't leave you like that. Now let's talk about the original Savior. The original Savior versus the original sinner. Number one, he's the God-man. He's 100% God. He's 100% man. As opposed to the created man, he is the God-man. Him who was to come, the Bible says. I think these are going to come up one at a time. Verse 15, the one man, Jesus Christ, many offenses. Now, that's interesting. Many offenses. That can be taken a couple of ways. It could mean that he took all of our offenses upon himself. He's the one that took on our offenses. Or it could talk about that he took all the offenses of the cross and the Roman soldiers and the Jews. Either way, Jesus took the offenses for you and for me. Amen. Him who was to come, this one man, Jesus Christ, the one, Jesus Christ, one man, by one man's uh, 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 sacrifice. Verse 21, through Jesus Christ our Lord, Jesus Christ is the one man that saves us from all that Adam put on us. The Bible says he does this by grace. We see the God-man. We see the grace as opposed to the sin. Verse 19, here it is. It was in Adam's disobedience. It is in Christ's obedience that we're made free. Hallelujah. The free gift, verse 15. The grace of God, verse 15. The gift by the grace, verse 15. That verse 15 is packed full of grace. Amen. Look at that. Verse 16, the gift. Verse 17, grace. 18, one man's righteousness. 18, the free gift. Verse 21, that grace might reign. Hallelujah. And it does. Then we see the gathering. What do I mean by that? Well, the gathering as opposed to the sin passed on all men. By Adam's sin, all men become guilty. But look at verse 15. The grace of God through Jesus Christ abounded to many. Verse 17, those who receive abundance of grace. Verse 18, it has come to all men. Verse 19, many will be made whole. Listen, it is Jesus Christ offers salvation to all men. And if today you say, I want to be saved, I got good news, you can be. Be saved. That's what he is. It has come to all men. Today I declare to you the gospel of Jesus Christ, and unashamedly I proclaim to you that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now it's not just some 
Take it into heaven. It's not just some, oh, I believe, yeah, I believe like you believe in the abominable snowman or something else. No, my friend, it is a, a loving, a clinging to, a, a going after Jesus Christ, forsaking your sin, turning from sin and self, turning to God and trusting his gospel to save him, to save you. But then look at the guiltless as opposed to the condemnation. Those who come to Christ get the free gift of righteousness. Verse 19, it says those who come to Christ are made righteous. Oh, that's better than what y'all just said. Say amen. Verse 21, through righteousness. Verse 16, basically the same thing, resulting in justification. That is God declaring you not guilty. Verse 18 says it again, resulting in justification. You say, Brother Ron, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but that's okay. Brother Ron, you don't know what I've done. You don't know how far I've gone. You don't know the crimes I've committed, the sins that I've done. It's not the amount of sin that separates you from God. It is the fact of sin that separates you from God. And here is what God Almighty said of your great sin. Where your sin abounds, I mean where it goes crazy, His grace doth much more abound. I told you I got ahead of myself much more abound it means more than enough its counterpart in Hebrew is Rab he said to Abraham your children will be as abundant as Rab as the stars of the sky Moses struck the rock and the water came out Rab plenty enough to, to water all the millions of the Israelites and then in the Psalms he said his mercies are Rab more than enough. What I'm talking about here as far as justification and righteousness giving to us is the doctrine of imputation. We've already talked about it once in Romans or twice or three times. It's all through it. But we are not saved by our own righteousness but Christ imputes his righteousness to us to our account thus making us righteous and fit for heaven. Adam's sin was inherited but Christ's righteousness has been imputed to those that believe. To those that believe. Lastly, and then you got the conclusion, the gift. The Bible says those that receive this gift of grace will reign in life, verse 17. Verse 18, of life, the gift of life. Verse 21, that it will give us eternal life, to eternal life. What does that mean, brethren? That's talking about the spiritual life. That's talking about not physical life. Oh, I want to tell you, this body is going to die. Your body is going to die. He has not redeemed this body that you have. It's your soul and your spirit that he has redeemed. But this body is tainted by sin. It's a sinful body. And it will be sown in corruption. It will be raised in incorruption. And the Bible says we'll have a new body, okay? But it's not just that we'll have a body everlasting. We will live forever. 
As long as Jesus is alive, we will be alive. As long as God is alive, we will be alive. As long as his kingdom is eternal, we are eternal. When you call on the name of the Lord, this is the promise that he promised you, even eternal life. In conclusion, Romans 5.20 says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. In Adam, all are sinners. In Christ, all are made righteous that come to him by faith. In Adam, all die. In Christ, all who believe in him are made alive. In Adam, all are judged. In Christ, all receive the gift of grace. In Adam, all are condemned. But in Christ, all can be justified. In Adam, all die eternally. But in Christ, all can live forever and ever. And how do you get in Christ? Jump in. Receive him. Believe him. Love him. Come to him in faith. Turning from sin and self. Trust in him. And call on the name of the Lord and be saved. <laughs>